Welcome to the Ecom School Podcast, where you'll discover the hidden secrets behind six, seven, and eight-figure ecom stores. Here's your host, e-commerce legend and founder of the Ecom School, Daniel Taylor. Welcome back. In today's show, we're going to talk about crafting high-converting product descriptions for your Shopify store. And this is one of the most important um, factors in the success of your Shopify store. And I see it done so, um, let's say, underwhelming. And it's not living up to the potential that your product description could live up to. And it, it, it it's what converts the visitor into a paying customer. Now, sometimes, you know, you have your hot buyers, right? Those are people who are going to buy anyway because they just need whatever it is you're selling. They've been looking for it. They've been searching and you just happen to have that product. But that's only like 1% of the buyers, right? 1.5% of the buyers out there. Um, and what you'll notice is that a lot of buyers are, a lot of buyers are just looking, they're shopping around, they're um, interested, um, if, if you can, if you can convince them, if you can speak to them, if you can get them to understand why it's important to buy now, if you can, if you can get them emotionally involved, then they'll purchase. And those are the vast majority of us when we're moving around and looking and buying things. Most of the time, you know, it's, it's, it's impulse buys, but there are times where, there's something we probably could get, maybe even should get, but but we're just not emotionally involved with it enough to pull the trigger and spend the money. So we have to get those people emotionally involved with your product or and getting them to purchase that product instantly. So the way we do that is through the product description. Now, the first touch point of your product description, I always say this, remember, is the photo right that describes the photo the introductory photo and or video so the first thing that when they go to your product they're going to see a picture of your product and that picture is worth a thousand words okay and the reason why i say that is because depending on the quality of that picture and or short video they're going to determine whether or not you're trustworthy to purchase from so if you have a a old photo that looks, you know, shabby and your product doesn't really stand out on the photo, then no matter what you say with the words, they're not going to purchase because remember the product isn't in their hands. They can't, you're not, they're not at the store playing with it, you know, seeing the quality, touching it. So they have to rely on the picture and or video that you have to show them the product. So in their mind, if the picture is shabby, even if it's too dark or it's just not quality, in their mind, they're going to equate that to the product not being quality. So the first thing you need to have is make sure you have a high quality and high quality pictures and or video showing the product. Now, the best thing to have is a high quality video, short video demoing the product. So if you have a blender that you're selling, you want to demo the the blender. If you have a jewelry, you want to put the jewelry on a wrist and show our necklace and 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 just a quick clip, just showing it, you know, showing the stuff and showing how quality it is. Okay, so that's the first thing uh, when it comes to product descriptions. And what I want you to do is imagine a chain, right? So a chain. I want you to imagine a chain. Now you want 
the money, right? You want them to purchase the product. But there are links and steps before that end goal of the purchase. So in every step is a cha- is a chain is a link in the chain. So when you look at the first link, that's your advertisement or however they got to your site. Whatever they saw, whether it be an ad, whether it be a social media post, whether it was their friend telling them about it, that's the first link in the chain is how they even got to your site, to your Shopify store. That's the first link. The second link is once they get there, right? So now they're on your store. The second link is your product description. And the next link, we want we don't want them to end right there because they didn't get to the end goal. We want them to click the add to cart button and or checkout button. Does that make sense? So that's the third link in the chain. So the next link in the chain is the add to cart button. We want them to click that. Now they're on their shopping cart, right? And now they're filling out their information. Now, they some people fall off right here. They call it abandoned cart. But we want them to complete that link and then go to the purchase link. So that's the next link in the chain, right? So now they're at the purchase link and they've completed the, the checkout. You have the money. You're on your way to shipping the product. And there's another link, an extra link for the more advanced, which is your one-click upsell which is getting them to to increase the uh, value of their order so you can make more money and they can have more valuable product in their hands, okay? That's the last link. So the product, at any point in this link, if you're not, if it's broken, you're not gonna get to the end goal, which is sales, which is money in your bank from Shopify. So, or any, whatever e-commerce platform you use. So, Understand that this product description is a chain. So this may be where your chain is broken. A lot of times, if you're getting visitors and not getting sales, your chain is broken here. Okay. So the first step after your picture, you have, you say you have a quality picture or videos or pictures of your product. So they see the product. The next thing you have to do is you have to really understand your target audience, your buyer personas and your demographics. Very important here. This is very important. You have to know first and foremost who you're talking to, who they are that's on your site, why they're there, why would they be interested in buying. Okay, we in, in, in the e-com school, in our e-com accelerator, our students, we, we they know this is the biggest part of the process. This is what separates us from everybody else. We don't just sell, we don't sell the product. We, 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 we understand what the needs are and the problem they're trying to solve, and we speak to that. Most product descriptions we find are talking about just the product. Now, you want to have some product features in there, right? They have to know the size of this thing, the material, right? Those are the features. But we also want to understand how they're going to be using it. Why are they trying to buy it in the first place? So I'll give you some examples. One of our students sells lingerie and we decided to go with plus size lingerie. Okay. And in the description, we don't just say the materials, right? In the description, we're talking about the need to feel beautiful as a plus size woman. We're talking about how you can't find, they just make oversized panties, excuse my language. 
They make oversized underwear and call that lingerie for plus size women. They're underappreciated. And so these are the type of things we talk about on the product description page to get them connected because we know who we're talking to. Now we're starting to get them emotionally involved with the product. We're getting them to see themselves using the product. We're getting to see themselves feel like they're solving the problem that they came here to solve. Feeling beautiful. Spicing it up with their man. All of these different things that women wear lingerie for. And if you're plus size, we talk to your fears. Don't feel that you may feel like you're going to be embarrassed. We, we, we address these things on the product description page. Because these are barriers or conflicts for them internally that will stop them from buying your product. So that's why we address that on the product description page. Understanding the psychology of your customer. Understanding the fears of your customer. What would stop them from buying? So one of the processes that we do is we always say not just what would make them buy, but what would stop them from buying this? If they got to this page, we know they're in the market for it. We know they need it. What would stop them from buying? And if you if you start to think about and list the things that would stop them from buying, you can then address it in your product description. And I want to almost let, let's let's I don't want to use the word product description, but that's what they call it. But you're, you're really not just describing a product. So so that's what leads us astray as well, because it's called product description. So you think, well, let me describe my product and you want to describe the product. I said you want to have your features. They need to know what's in it. But besides that, what you're really doing is communicating the value and how you're going to solve their problem and communicating why they should do business with you communicating why they need to purchase this product now not later communicating why this is going to make their life better in some kind of way and communicating why their their objections don't need to be objections anymore because you've thought about them and you've helped them through those objections in the text and so the way you do it is you have to really start to understand and know your market. If you know you're talking to women and you're talking to this demographic of women, this age range of women, they're in the market for this, right? If you're selling woodworking tools, you're, you're probably talking to a male probably over the age of 55 and even some may be retired and they just love making like little sheds and stuff and making little shelves and they're passionate about it and it's, it's a hobby and you want to speak their language. You want to get them involved with, with what it's like to, 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 it's going to be like once they have your product. Okay. Now you don't always have to get super deep, but you want to make sure you, you, you're deep enough to where you start to cause that excitement. And you're also doing a second, secondary benefit to your business is you're standing out. You're differentiating yourself. You're starting to stand for something in 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 our um in the e-commerce accelerator and by the way if you want to learn more about that go to www.theecomschool.com/learn and you can learn more about the ecom accelerator which is our program um we have a phrase that we say you want to stand out and you want to stand for those are the two things you must do in your marketing and sales 
So you want to stand out from your competitors, look different, feel different, be different, talk different, and you want to stand for something, meaning that whatever you're selling probably has a community attached to it, meaning that there's something, if it's fashion, no matter what it is, if it's hair extensions, there's some, there's some demographic of people that have similarities that are buying that product, right? At some, some kind of demographic, even if it's a general product, right? You should never be marketing super general. You should always, your marketing should always be targeted towards a specific group of people, okay? And so what you want to do is you want to make sure that as you're targeting this demographic, you're talking to this demographic and you're standing for something. Right. So in the case of the the uh, plus size lingerie, we're standing for women and beauty and, and being beauty, feeling beautiful in your body, regardless of how you look. Right. So we're standing for a movement. So that's that's if you can do that with your product, you're going to stand out. You're going to start selling so much more because your conversions are going to go up. Remember, we're not selling to robots. We're selling to human beings. You're a human being. You have thoughts, feelings, emotions and actions. So the person on your on your site, even though you see it as a number in your analytics, that's a human being that's on your site. Right. Unless it's a bot, obviously. Now, another point I want to get into is after you understand these things about your customers. Right. By researching, by really digging in deep. We have something called the customer character and you break we break that down. So if you if you're in the program, you know that we build a customer character and each each. Um, character is an acronym and each one tells us, you know, gives you information on, on what you need to, the information you need to have on your, your, your customer. Now the headline is the other part that most people miss the headline. So usually the headline is something like the name of the product, right? And that's such a horrible use of the headline. What we do is we like to use headlines that describe the benefit that they're going to get when they purchase the product. Right. So that or we or we talk about the, the solution to the problem that they have, that they're going to the problem that they're going to solve. Right. So, for example, off the top of my head, let's say we're selling coffee. Right. We have a branded coffee that tastes better than everybody else. The worst headline would be Daniel's coffee. Right. Another bad headline would be Daniel's eight ounce coffee um, f uh, tastes great. Right. Or we start talking about taste or beans or, or refined high quality coffee or any of that foolishness. Right. A good headline would be off the top of my head, a better headline. This isn't really good. I would have to think about it. Obviously, you never do this off the top of your head. You want to really craft this. You know, we spend hours crafting the marketing messages but off the top of my head it would be something like you know uh be fully energized longer uh in the morning and the day without the crash right so that's like solving the problem that's why they would be drinking coffee most people right they drink it because they're up in the morning they have to go to work and or go to school uh, college and mostly school mostly work and they're tired and they they maybe didn't get enough sleep and they drink that coffee and now they're up and perky and they can work and be productive. And then usually the downside is there's a crash by midday, right? So that's the problem that they're facing. So we are like, hey, we, we have the energy without the crash. 
Now we letting them know the solution and uh, to a problem and the benefit they're going to get by drinking the coffee, right? Not just the coffee tastes good or it's high quality beans or none of that foolishness, right? So that's the type of stuff that, that we do in the headline. We try to really accentuate which I may, I might have just used that word totally wrong, excuse me. We try to highlight a benefit or a solution to the problem that they're going to be solving, which gets them more emotionally involved with the product. So like every step of the way, we want them more emotionally involved because we know that people buy on emotion, not just on logic. Because a lot of things, we should, we should logically be buying more vegetables and fruit, etc. But that's logic. Most of us, from an emotional standpoint, we're going to go get candy. We're going to get junk food, cookies, right? So logically, if I put cookies and ice cream in front of somebody, that's not a health, you know, unless they're a health food, you know, enthusiast. And I put broccoli in front of somebody. Most people are going to choose the cookies and ice cream, right? Based on emotion, even though we know in the long run that broccoli is going to be better for us. But emotionally, logically, we would all choose the broccoli because it's healthier. It's going to give us nutrients. But emotionally, we're going to go with the 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 thing that's going to give us the most immediate pleasure. So we want to use that. Okay. The next thing we want to do is we want to focus on benefits. So how your products solve customer problems. So in the 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 copy or the description, you want to start to highlight. And we use something called bullet points. So your bullet points are going to highlight the solutions and the benefits that they're going to gain by using your product. So if you're selling, let's say, wrinkle cream, you know, the benefits is not just like, hey, you're going to be wrinkle free. That's basic stuff. You want to start talking about why would someone want to be wrinkle free? Well, they're probably getting older and they probably don't feel as as beautiful. So you say, you know, let them know like, hey, people, you're going to look 10 years younger. People are going to. Uh, when you walk into work, people are going to notice like, wow, you look so mu- you look so beautiful, right? You're 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 going to attract more more men because they may have be a widow or single or whatever at an older age. And they're trying to, you know, get rid of those wrinkles so they can attract a mate, you know, and look younger. So I would t- talk about that. Those type of benefits attract more men that feel younger. I mean, not feel younger, look young, look 10 years younger, you know, um, not be passed over at work because of ageism, you know, like whatever. I just made that up. But I'm just saying these are the type of things that I would put on the product description because they convey a benefit. They convey an emotional benefit that they're going to get by using the product, not just describing, hey, so a a bad product description is features only. You need features because they need to know what the product is. But let's just say instead of you saying those things that I just named, you only said, hey, it's eight ounces, it's 16 ounce cream, uh, it has sulfite, something in it, um, it's, you know, it comes in a jar, you know, vegan safe jar or whatever. See, those things are just features. You don't, you don't get people emotionally involved with that, okay? So, the uh, that's focus on benefits. So, we have the headlines, focus on benefits. And another thing, next thing we want to do is we want to, if possible, use storytelling to create that emotional connection. So that's the biggest thing is you want to be able to tell stories in your product description. And the best stories on the planet to tell are telling the story of your customer, of the person that's reading the your description in the form of a testimony of someone else who used it. 
Okay, so I'm going to break that down for you. The best story is, let's say your your market is women that are 35 years old and you're selling, let's say, uh, hair growth cream for women whose hair have fallen out. Right. So what you the best story would be telling a 30 a story of a 35 year woman like one of your customers who were talking about how prior to using your product. Right. The before and after prior to using your product, their hair was falling out. They were get, having balding. Their hair was thinning out because they use chemicals in it. Um, they would wear hats to hide those bald spots. They were embarrassed when they went out and they stumbled upon your hair growth product that works they put they they were skeptical they started to use the product and then their hair started growing now they're more confident they've gotten in a relationship their hair is healthy um and their life has just gotten so much better right like and they're happy their money they're gotten better job promotions all because their hair grow right now i'm being kind of uh you know funny but you see how that story now when that 35 year old woman is going that's on the the product description reading that she's going through the same thing and she's you just literally she put herself what what we do with stories and I may be going too deep but what we do with stories is we put ourselves in the main character's uh position so as you're telling that story she's seeing herself doing the same thing hiding her hair being embarrassed she's seeing herself find your product and use your product and seeing all the success that comes with using your product so once you have that, they've created this emotional connection. And that's if you can get that down, Pat, that's pretty much an automatic sale. Why? Because they're now they're emotionally attached to the outcome. Right. And that's what we want to do with stories. We want to get people emotionally attached to the outcome. Now, if you don't have, let's say, a customer testimonial that have has done that, then what you want to use is your own story, right? So you have, let's say you, you, that's how you started the company. You can use your story and say, Hey, you know, my hair is falling out. I tried everything else. Nothing worked. And then I stumbled upon these chemicals and I decided to do something about it. And next thing you know, my hair was growing, et cetera, et cetera. So you could even use your story as a way to build that connection and relationship with the audience in your product description. And what ends up happening is that emotional attachment they're going to feel to that story. They're going to see themselves seeing the same success. And now we've created an emotional. And you keep hearing me use that term emotional because that's why people buy things. Because they're emotionally involved with it. Okay. So here are some uh, formatting tips. Now that's kind of the uh, what you would call, you know, more psychological, more um of the marketing stuff so let's go into some more um, basic things like formatting okay on your product descriptions you want to be using bullet points okay so uh, uh, two you don't want just big long paragraphs okay you want to make so people people tend to skim paragraphs and read bullet points right so you want to bullet point the benefits and the most emotional benefits that you can you know think of you know, like like the hair growth, like, man, you know, I was emotional and, and, you know, I was depressed because of my hair. I was scared to go out. Now I'm out and I'm the life of the party and people love me and I met my husband. Right. Those are bullet points, because if you when they read that, it immediately creates an emotional impact. 
So you want to break up your, your text with, with bullet points. Make sure your font is big enough for people to read, but not too big to where it looks it looks goofy. Okay. Um, white space is good. Don't don't be afraid of white space and images in your product description because you have your product image. But you can also put images that kind of tell the story as well and humanize your, your product description by putting maybe you have up pictures of people in your let's say in your clothing. Right. You can put that throughout the product description as well. Right. You can put you don't have to just put that in the place where Shopify or your platform has it at the top. You can start. We use pictures all throughout the product description. OK, especially to break up what happens when you use pictures. It breaks up the, the eye fatigue of just seeing a whole lot of text. Right. Because when we see a lot of text immediately, we're like, oh, my goodness, it, it seems like a chore. So you want to have a lot of breakup, a lot of white space, bullet points, pictures, you know, not too many, not huge, long paragraphs, you know, even paragraphs that just are like one or even some one sentence paragraphs, one to two sentence paragraphs. Right. Things that make it easy for people to read. And because, you know, a lot of times when we see just a, like we talked about a lot of white space, we get we get anxiety. Right. So. Um, you know, form, make sure your formatting is properly, make sure all of the, especially on mobile, you know, check it on mobile and make sure your mobile formatting is proper. Make sure it looks good on mobile because on desktop, it may be spaced out properly because the screen is bigger. But when someone's on mobile, it's very, it's very cluttered, very ugly looking, two big paragraphs. And right now in today's world, you want your format to like, to me, you you want it to make sure it looks good on mobile even more so than desktop because most of your buyers are going to come from mobile at this point, especially if you're doing any type of paid advertising, you're doing influencer marketing, people are on their mobile phones buying things, right? Now, the next thing, next point you want to get into is you want to include any social proof that you have. Social proof is the the first thing people think about is testimonials right so like customer success stories and you see that in the reviews but you want to also put that in your product description copy like like highlight the ones that really really show um you know the the, the highest level of success someone can expect with your product whatever it is you're selling if it's glue it doesn't it doesn't matter what you're selling like the, people are buying because they're looking for some type of outcome if it's clothing no matter what so you want to highlight customer success, but there's another form of social proof. And that's if any company, any per, any famous person, anybody of influence, any major company has used your product. That's one of the biggest social proofs because they're going to say, wow, if, if it's good enough for that company or that person is good enough for me. So if you've worked like it's, it's, it's so many products, um, that, you know, let's say a influencer or a celebrity has used it. You don't have to use it as an endorsement. It's not an endorsement. It's just saying our product has been used by these people. And if it's a fact, it's a fact. Our product has been purchased by, you know, and if it, let's say if it's a major company, let's say it's Kellogg's or let's say you're in a store, right? Let's say you're in Target. You want to say, hey, we're in Target. We're in these places. Why? Because that adds credibility to your company. And that social proof means that that people tend to do things that other people are already doing. Right. 
and we make we take our cues on action and what we do based upon what other people are doing. And even more so, if that person is a person of influence, we really take our cue from them. Meaning, let's say you pull up on a, you're in a city you've never been to before, on a street you've never been to before, and you're hungry. And you see two restaurants side by side. One restaurant is full of people with a line almost out the door. One restaurant is dead empty. Even though you may be like, hey, I'm going to save time, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to most people will follow suit and go to the restaurant that is full of people because we're taking our social cue from everyone else. Like, well, everyone else is saying this one is better and this something about it is good and everybody's staying away from that one. So I'm going to stay away from that one, too, and go with this one. Even though you never tasted the food, you never even heard anything about either one. We we just take social cues because it helps us make quicker decisions. Right. And hopefully make the right decision. So we say if this many people are doing something, if these people are doing it, then it must be OK. It must be the right thing to do. OK. So based upon these social cues and if the person's a person of influence. So if you saw, let's say, LeBron James at a restaurant, you're going to assume that restaurant is good even more so than a thousand people there because you know that his ability to go to somewhere good is higher than most people's he can go anywhere so if he chose this one there must be something special about it so that's how we do so if you have any type of celebrity pictures or any type of people of influence pictures anything like that that's your social proof any type of customer success stories that's your social proof all right now you want to also use um the power of words and persuasive language um there's something called power words so i want you to google this um, you can Google power words that sell, right? You can Google words that sell. You can now use AI, um, chat GPT and say, give me a list of, you know, a hundred of the most powerful persuasive words that help sell. And you'll notice that these are words that create emotion. A lot of times they're adjectives, right? And we use that to describe things, um, with emotion using words. So like, for example, if I'm describing, this water that I'm looking at, this new water that I'm drinking. And if you ask me, how does it, how does it taste? I can say, oh, it tastes okay. Right. That's a description. I can say it tastes good. And you're like, okay, cool. And I can say it tastes great. Or I can say it tastes amazing. Right. So I can say it tastes phenomenal. Right. And so if you see these words have different impact on our emotions. So Make sure you're using language that in words that impact the emotions. And so people start to get emotionally excited about your product. Right. So words like even new is one of the a power word. Right. So when someone wants, you know, this new and improved, you see those words a lot in marketing. Those are powerful words because people love new things and people love things that have been improved, even though they're almost oxymorons. Right. How If something's new, how can it be improved? But they found through tests that people like things that are improved and people like things that are new. So you put them together, you know, it creates powerful emotion. And so you want to use power words throughout your description so that way it's not boring. And people, even though you're excited about your product, when people are reading, they may not be reading with excitement in their mind. They may be reading in monotone. So when you use powerful words and words that swell in persuasion words and emotional words, people then start to read it in their mind with those same emotions.
Okay. So like if I say someone felt bad versus someone was depressed versus someone was suicidal, all three of those things give different emotions as you read them. Okay. Or as I even say them, they provoke deeper and darker emotions depending on which word I use. And I could be saying, talking about the same person and talking about the same type of thing, but depending on how I describe it is how you're going to feel about it. And the news and they like the, the best people at this are obviously like journalists, like high level journalists, news. They know how to put, put all these trigger words in there to get people emotionally involved with things, make things sound bigger than what they are. They make a scratch sound like a gunshot wound, those type of things. So that's what you want to do with your product description. OK. And the last thing, um, not least, you want to <laughs> this is the funniest part, but you want to tell them to buy. Okay, so we always end it with purchase now. You always want to end it with some type of action word, right? So order now, order today. Uh, you know, you got this amount of time left. You know, we got this amount of stock. Make sure you order now, get yours now. And you just want to put the last thing that they read should be get this now, right? That's just kind of like, it may not even be that big of a deal, but we do it all the time. We always... Make sure we tell people what step we want them to take next. So we'll tell them, click the add to cart button, fill out your information, and we'll send you this. We'll be Your, your product could be on, on the way in, in less than a day, right? Or your product, could be, you'll be opening your product in two days, right? So we'll walk them through the quick process. And so that way, they're, you're almost future pacing or what we call future pacing for them. So they kind of imagine themselves doing it. And then it's not that much of a stress, especially once they're about to go to your cart and fill out their information. They can start, you know, thinking about they can start thinking about, oh, this is too much. I'll get back to it. And usually once you click off something, you don't put your credit card back in there again because we forget all about it. Life happens and we're moving on. Okay. so anyways, hope you like today's episode, today's show. Again, if you want to If you want to know more, if you want to know more about the accelerator, just go to www.theecomschool.com slash learn slash learn. Okay, Uh, so uh, hopefully this helped you make some more money in your business. Um, Let us know about it as well. Um, We also have you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, the Ecom School. And uh, we'll be talking. Make sure you subscribe also to the to the to the pocket. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. All right. Thank you.